Ashley Brock, reading Dolores Fawson's book, CAD, chapter 18, and it's the last chapter. Can you drive any faster? Cat asked his brother Nate. Exactly the question Priya had wanted to ask. She was more than grateful that Nate had stepped up to rush them to the Silver Creek Hospital, but Bree wanted an emphasis on the rush part. <laughs> it was torture waiting to see their other daughter. I could drive faster, Nate drawled, but I'd rather get there in one piece. Well, what's left of one piece? You do know you're both bleeding, right? Bree swiped at her lip again with the back of her hand. Still bleeding, she dabbed up the cut on Cat's forehead. She hated seeing the injuries there on his otherwise drop-dead gorgeous face. But the injuries were superficial and could wait. The baby couldn't. Well, she could, but Bree thought she might burst if she couldn't see her and make sure she was all right. Nate's phone buzzed, and he answered it while he took the final turn to Silver Creek. The seconds and miles were just crawling by, even though it had only been twenty minutes or so since they left the Fulbright Clinic. When you looked back in the rearview mirror at the place, the SAPD officers had been stuffing a handicapped, handcuffed Anthony McLennan into a patrol car. Bree hoped he'd rot in jail. It wasn't a... It wasn't a forgive-and-forget sort of attitude to have, but she never wanted the man near her, cat, or their children again. Anthony was slime and had done everything in his power to destroy them. Thank God he hadn't succeeded. You're still bleeding. Cat let her know when she made another unsuccessful swipe at her mouth. He caught her chin, turned her head to face him, and touched his fingers to her lip. Does it hurt? She shook her head. There was probably pain, but she couldn't feel right now. In fact, Bree couldn't feel much physically, only the concern she still had for Cat and her daughters. Does that hurt? She glanced up at the bump on bump ink cut on his forehead. No. He kept his fingers on her mouth, and his gaze connected with hers. He placed his fingers with his lips and kissed her gently. It stung a little, but Bree didn't care. The kiss warmed her and took away some of the ice that Anthony had put there. In fact, it even took some of the edge off her impatience and reminded her of something very important. She smiled. We won. With all the turmoil going on inside her and the hatred she had for Anthony, Bree hadn't had time to put things in perspective. Leave it to Cat's kiss to do exactly that. They'd won, and the prize was huge. Cat smiled too. Yeah. And we're the parents of twin girls. <laughs> For just a moment, that terrified her, as she imagined trying to be a mother to both of them. Twins. Before Leah, she never even held a baby. And now she had two. <laughs> you look like you're about to panic, Cad whispered. Bree chuckled and winced as it pinched at her busted lip. So do you. <laughs> he nodded. Maybe a little. I'm thinking about how we can get through those 2 a.m. feedings with both of them. And the diapers, but suddenly that didn't seem so bad. It even seemed doable. Maybe because Cat had said we. You mean that? Bree asked before she could stop herself. He flexed his eyebrows and made a face from the tug it no doubt gave. That no one said, mean what? Bree froze for a moment and considered, well, everything. Cat and she had known each other such a short time. Most of that time, they'd been working undercover or getting shot at. Hardly the foundation for a relationship, but somehow they managed just that. A relationship of sorts. Bree was so little hazy on Cat's thoughts and feelings. However, hers were clearer now. Maybe because they'd come so close to dying tonight that it certainly put things in perspective. So she decided to go for her. She would question that 
She would question that we, and then she would tell him it was what she wanted to. She wanted them to do this family thing together, whatever that entailed. But before Bree could answer, Nate ended his call and looked back at him. They found Jamie's body. He let them know. Just like that, Bree was pulled back into the nightmarish memories that Anthony had given Cad and her. Enough nightmares to last a lifetime or two. And now Anthony had another victim. Jamie. Even though Bree didn't care for the woman's criminal activity, Jamie had tried to help her, and now she was dead because of it. Anthony confessed that he killed her. Cat explained. Yeah, he confessed it to my men, too, Nate verified. He'll be booked on capital murder charges, and he's not just looking at jail time, but the death penalty. Bree remembered something she else, he said. Anthony murdered someone else. It's on the surveillance backups. Nate nodded. Cad gave them back to us, and we'll give them a thorough review. Trust me, we'll add any and all charges to make sure Anthony is never back on the streets again. His father, too, because Anthony said there'd be plenty enough on the backups to bring charges against Hector McClendenin. Good. After everything that had gone on at the clinic, McClendenin certainly deserved to be punished. Cad glanced at her, her first before looking at her. Did Anthony say anything about Coop? No, from the sound of it, Anthony is babbling about anyone who can be arrested for anything. A misery, and misery loves company sort of thing. Bree felt the relief wash over her, so her former boss and mentor wasn't dirty. That was something, at least, even though Cad's and her lives would never be the same. And part of that wasn't all bad. In fact, part of it was nothing short of a miracle. She might never have become a parent by choice, and it broke her heart to think of all the things she would have missed. She couldn't imagine life without Cad and the babies, except she might not have Cad. She didn't know what she would do if that happened. Bree saw the Silver Creek Hospital just ahead and knew her baby was inside. Just like that, the jitters and impatience returned with a vengeance. Her breast started to pound. Her mouth went dry. She felt a little queasy. Then Cad caught her hand in his and gave it a gentle squeeze. That squeeze was a reminder that she didn't want to do this alone. Not that was, no, that wasn't it. She wanted to do this with Cad. Bree looked at him to ask him about that wee remark, but again she lost her chance when Nate stopped directly in front of the hospital doors. A discussion that would have to wait. Cad and she barreled out, leaving Nate behind to park his SUV, and they rushed through the automatic doors. Her heart was in her throat by the time they made it to the lobby, and then Bree saw them. Mason was standing near the reception desk, and he was holding a baby who didn't dip indeed look exactly like leah cad's and her baby brie knew that after just a glimpse the baby was crying and mason was trying to soothe her by rocking her it wasn't working and mason looked more than a little uncomfortable with his baby holding duties brie went to him took the little girl and pulled her into her her arms yes this child was theirs just holding her warmed every bit of Bree's heart cad came closer signed his arm around both her and the baby leah's twin looked up at them as if trying to figure out if she was going to start crying again she didn't she just studied them Bree pulled back her blanket and studied her too ten fingers ten toes there didn't appear to be a scratch on her thank god she's okay Bree asked mason he you nodded. Know, she's got a healthy set of lungs and she paid on me Mason found when he looked down at the wet spot on his shirt. Bree smiled, laughed, then the tears came just as quickly. Her emotions were a mess right now. But the one thing she felt the most was the unconditional love. She pulled the baby closer and held on tight. It'll be okay, Cad whispered to her. Yes, Bree managed to say. These are happy tears. Cad smiled too, kissed her, and then he kissed her daughter. 
The dog did a DNA test. Mason let him know. But I don't think it's necessary. Neither do I. Catherine. She's ours. Behind them, the door switched open. Because of the events of the night, Bree automatically pulled her daughter into a protective stance. Cad moved, too, to position himself in front of them. But all their position posturing wasn't necessary grayson came through the doors and he was carrying leah in the crook of his arm he stopped a moment looked at the baby brie was holding and he smiled yeah she's rattling all right grayson came closer and handed leah to cad he's got a healthy set of lungs mason repeated in a mumble he glanced at both babies hope you don't expect me to babysit his tone was gruff, but Bree thought she saw the start of a smile, so this is what it felt like to be surrounded by family, by love. The L word stopped her for a moment, and she looked up at Cad. No stop this time. She was in love with him. Bree wasn't sure why it had taken her so long to come to that conclusion. It felt as if she loved him forever just like the babies of course that didn't mean he felt the same way about her yes they had the twins but that only meant they were partner parents not a couple in love and it's sort of hard to realize she wanted it all but she might not get it cad might not love her why don't i get all you back to the ranch grayson suggested he gave the other twins toes a jiggle what are you gonna name her i've been calling her maya Mason volunteered, and they looked uncomfortable with the admission. Well, I had to call her something other than kid, and it rhymes with Leah. Bree shrugged and looked up Cat. He shrugged, too. Works for me. It worked for Bree, too. So they had Leah and Maya. The girls might hate the rhyming names when they got older, but they fit. Everything about this moment fit, except for the person who came through the hospital doors, Coop. Everyone's attention went to him, and judging from Grayson and Cad's growls, they weren't any happier to see the man than she was. Bree wanted to spend his time with Cad and the girls. She definitely didn't want to go another round with her former boss. We're about to leave, Bree greeted him, and she hoped he understood there was nothing he had to say that she wanted to hear. She only wanted to leave. Coop nodded, glanced at the babies. There was no smile, only concern on his face. I heard what happened, and wanted to say sorry. Say how sorry I am. There was no anger in his eyes or tone. The apology sounded heartfelt, and Bree was glad they were mending some fences, but her mind could hardly stay on the conversation. I came here to give you back your badge, Coop added. I was wrong to put that kind of pressure on you. Yes, you were. Cat agreed. Coop reached in his pocket and held out her badge. Breed stared at a moment, then looked at each of her daughters, then at Cad. She had a decision to make and was surprised that it wasn't that hard to do. No, thanks, Breed said, and there wasn't a shred of doubt about this. I can't go back to that life. It wouldn't give me much time for the girls. Or Cad, Coop's eyes on. You're serious? Completely, she very right. I want a job that'll keep me closer to Silver Creek. Grayson showed. I've got a deputy position open in the Silver Creek's office. It's yours if you want it. After you're taking some maternity leave, that is. Bree nodded and managed to whisper thanks around a sudden lump in her throat. Later, she would tell him how much she appreciated that. The deputy position would keep her in law enforcement in Silver Creek. But an FBI agent isn't just your job. It's who you are, Coop argued. Bree looked him straight in the eye. Not anymore. Goodbye, Coop. Keeping a firm grip on the baby, Bree extended her hand for him to shake, but for a moment she thought he might refuse. Finally, Coop accepted and shook her hand. He also hugged her. Have a good life, Bree. 
and he turned and walked back out. Bree expected to feel some kind of pangs of whatever, but she didn't. She looked up at Cat and didn't feel pangs there either. She just saw the man she loved. Amazing, Clarissa. I'll bring the car to the door. Grayson gave both Cat and her look. I'll help. Clearly, Cat's brothers realized that this might become a private discussion. The we talk, but Cat didn't exactly launch into a discussion. He leaned in and kissed her. Not a peck. A real kiss. It lasted so long that a nurse passed by cleared her throat. Cad broke the intimate contact with a smile. No regrets about giving up your badge? Not. Not a one. And this was a do or die moment. A moment break had lip, let slip away again. The only thing I regret is not telling you that I'm in love with you. Cad froze in mid-kiss, and he's back, so they were eye-to-eye. Between them, both babies were wide awake and playing footsie with each other. They both had their eyes fastened to their parents, and Cad smiled. Really smiled. Good. He hooked his left arm around Bree's waist, got as close to her as he could. Because I'm in love with you, too. Bree's breath vanished, and the relief she felt nearly brought her to her knees. Cad was right there to catch her and kiss her. This one matter, of course, that I love you comes with a marriage proposal, Cad said. The melting turned to heat, and Bree wished they were somewhere private so she could haul him off to bed. Well, after the babies were asleep anyway, she wasn't sure how they would work such things into their crazy schedule. But with this fierce attraction, they'd find a way. Cad took Bree by her hand. Will you marry me, Bree? She didn't even have to think of her answer. In a heartbeat, <laughs> Cad let a whoop that started both babies and had several members of the hospital staff staring at them. Bree ignored the stares, kissed both babies, and then she kissed Cad. She didn't stop until the baby's kicking became an issue, but Bree ended the kiss knowing there would be plenty of others in her future. Wanna go home? Cad asked. Another easy answer. Yes, she whispered. Going home with Cad and their daughters was exactly what Bree wanted. The end of the book. I know, super cute, but like I said, the first book was Grayson. Then we got Dade. Then we got Nate. Now we have Cat. And as you can tell from all the other previous books, you still hear what happened with Grayson and Eve. You still hear what happened with Dade and Kayla. You still hear what happened to Darcy and Nate. So you now know there's Cat and Bree. And can you guess what we're going to find out in the next book? Can you guess what the next book is called? I guarantee you, you won't be able to guess it. Because I'm pretty sure you probably thought the first thing I did when I first read these books. And we all would have been wrong. But I hope you enjoyed the book.